and welcome to Minute 144 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Joe Amade, who's a film buff, a Great Escape historian, and president of Virgil Films. Welcome back to the show, Joe. Thank you very much. So happy to be here again. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun the last three days this week, and I'm looking forward to having more fun conversations with you about this movie. Me too. What better way of spending the day? That's right. That's right. And hopefully our listeners feel the same way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, They don't have to spend do. the whole day doing it. They just have to spend, you know, <laughs> a half hour, 20 minutes, whatever it is that, that we'll sure. get through. This minute, minute 144, begins with Cavendish as he's get complimented on his clothing and goes all the way till Cavendish is thrown in with the rest of the rabble. Yes. Basically, yesterday we were discussing the fact that Cavendish was somehow caught. We're still a little unclear how that actually happened, what happened, but it doesn't really matter. He's caught, like so many of the other escapees throughout the course of this movie. He's ambling down the road, you know? Ambling down the road (laughs) in the middle of farmland. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So I, I wanted to actually take a little break from, from discussing this particular scene, and I wanted to ask you a question. Now, one of the things that, that I introduce you as is a Great Escape historian. What, what does that mean? Can you explain to our listeners? So years ago, um, seven or eight years ago, I'm very fortunate. The job that I have brings me to a lot of film festivals. And once a year, I attend the Berlin Film Festival. And in in reading some books about the the actual escape, I realized that the camp was approximately 90 miles from Berlin. That's nothing. It's an up, skip, and a jump. Up, skip, and a jump. So one of the years that I, I went, um, I actually re- <laughs> I stupidly rented a, dri- rented a driver and had a driver um, that, that spoke Polish uh, drive me and try to find the camp. And that in itself was an adventure. And, but we found the camp, but it took us all day because there were no signs. It was very nondescript. There's a, there was a museum about a mile away from, but not, not really dedicated to the, to the camp, but dedicated to intolerance and, and war thing, we, you know, warlike items. And then we found the camp and we found, uh, the tunnel and the tunnel at that, and at that time it was February. So there was snow on the ground. And but you could tell that the tunnel, Harry, um, was marked and has a stone path or a stone um, uh, tribute all along the path of Harry with all of the names of the people that were murdered. In, oh, wow. In, That's really fascinating. To, yeah. Wait, yeah. are, are all the tunnels there? I mean, they're, 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 from what I understand, there were a total of four tunnels. There's the three that are mentioned in the movie. Four. There's Tom, Dick, yeah. and Harry. And then there was, I think, George. It was George, yeah. George right. was, and and I think I want to say Dick was used for storage. Yes, Tom was found most of yeah. the, from yeah. from what I remember from reading the book. They they actually took most of the dirt when they were digging Harry and threw it in, into into threw Dick. it into George. So no, into Dick. Uh, I'm sorry, into Dick. Yeah. So it's not like you go to a camp. You got to remember this escape happened in '44. It's now a forest. So what, what year was this? Remember? Um, I guess about six years ago was my first visit to the okay, camp. So around 2015. Yeah, around 2000. Now, in fact, it's probably 2013. It's actually longer than uh-huh. that. Okay. So, 
So, um, so you can't see a lot. It took us forever to find it. It's getting dark. And, but I, I will tell you one story. At this point, you know, it was before they opened up the borders. So when you went from Germany to Poland, you crossed the border with guys with guns. It was pretty foreboding. It was weird. And I'm with a Polish driver that speaks Russian and Polish, very little English. And so we're there, and I'm, I'm with Harry. Uh, I'm staying on top of Harry, and I reach down, and I take a handful of dirt. And I, and I get my handkerchief, and I wrap it around the handkerchief, and I put it in my pocket, and I'm going to take some dirt from Harry home with me, you know? So <laughs> it's dark. We're driving. We get to the border, and I don't know why this German border patrol guy says, get out of the car. So we get out of the car, and I realize that my handkerchief is filled with leaves, and it could be any marijuana, drug, anything in the world. And they, but I'm not touching it. And the guard says to me, "Why were you there?" And I say, like a dope, you know, the Great Escape, Steve McQueen, and the guy has no, the, the patrol guard has no idea what I'm, <laughs> what I'm talking about. I'm trying to say we visited the camp he thinks we're visiting concentration camps but he finally he finally let us through cut to three years later i go back four years later i go back now beautiful weather no snow the museum has become a tribute to the great escape and if you ever want to go visit because thirty thousand people a year now go visit this museum and and go see stalag loop three it's totally done up. Um, they have a, a, a fake tunnel that you can ride through. They have. Oh wow! You've gone through it. You went. Through I it? actually didn't. I actually didn't because I just didn't want to. <laughs> but I have pictures. Of what do you mean you didn't want to? So Come let me, on, let me Joe. So, you're there. They, it's in the tunnel. They have. It, well, they, they, they had little trolley cars. It's, it's not actually a tunnel. Your your body is. A, they were afraid the tunnel would cave in, so your body is kind of like above it. Um, but they built. Wait, they had like the little trolleys oh, yeah. where you oh, can yeah. bang little on them trolley. and they yeah. and they pull. Yeah, they. So wait, so they have oh, wow. they've built um, replicas of the of the huts. Um, they and they have a lot of the um, during during the uh, evacuate not not to evac excavation of the camp because people have gone to excavate the tunnels. They have all all kinds of artifacts that they've collected from the camp on display. Um, a whole bunch of stuff from the actual making of the movie, and then and then another whole section of the museum is devoted to other escapes. I actually became friends with the proprietor and the guy that owns the museum, who is now trying to make at that time the camp into a real tourist attraction. Every year on March twenty fourth, do, do you remember his name? It's a German name. I will I will try to find it for you. But no, okay, no, no, it's fine. Um, I'm just... So every year on March 24th, they get over 20,000 uh, people attending and a bunch of RAF retirees come and reenact the escape. This is a big thing every oh, year wow. in Zaga. Cool. So now when you go and you see the camp, they've put up a fence, you know, uh, like, like a, real, a real camp fence. They have flowers at the exit where they, where they came out of Harry. Um, they're really trying to fix it up. My game plan was to go back last year. COVID stopped all that. Um, I haven't been in touch with them in, in two years, but I'm hoping to go back again 
in February. Now I rent a car and I just drive down and do it on my own. It's pretty fine. Oh, wow. But it's listen, if you ever happen to be in Berlin, <laughs> and Berlin's a wonderful city. I hear it's great in the spring. In February, it's kind of dark and damp, but it's a great place to visit, and I would recommend uh, going. Um, so I've read a whole lot about you know the escape. I've collected a lot of artifacts on my wall here. Um, I can't. Sh- I'd have to move my computer to show you, but I actually have the front page of. It's it's it's. Remember, this is just. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I have the Daily Mail from uh, 1944 front headlines, front page headlines is about the execution of the soldiers. Um, So this made the news during the war. Um, You know, yes, was the movie different than the film? Yeah, I mean, the biggest biggest difference is, you know, uh, Americans helped build the tunnel. There was a lot of Americans there, and they assisted in building the tunnel. And then sometime in late January, early February, they made a decision to move all the Americans to another part of the camp. So yeah, I think it was like six six weeks before yeah. the uh, the escape, if I remember correctly. So they didn't take part in the escape. And the other thing is, which I'm sure in retrospect they were probably they were happy. happy yeah, I mean, <laughs> now in retrospect, escape, there was a there was a pretty big contingent within the camp that said, you know, you're crazy to do this. The war is starting to wind down. It's pretty obvious we're we're going to win. Why would you do this? But Roger Bushel was like, no, we're doing it. You know, we. Anything that we can do to get home or anything we can do to upset the Germans, we're going to do. So it was very controversial. And when it ended the way it ended, you know, there was a lot of really angry POWs that were still in that camp because they lost friends. Um, Right. They're all gone now. There are no living survivors that escaped. Some of them went and wrote books. Some of them, uh, you know, there was a – used to be a yearly gathering of soldiers. I, I have uh, a memorabilia that was given out. You know, I have, a, I, have a, I have a glass that celebrates the, you can't see it, but I have it in my hand, the 50th anniversary in 1995. They all got together in England. Um, and, you know, it's still, you know, I've been told, I don't have this to be fact, but I've been told that, um, you know, here in the United States at Christmas time, everybody watches Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. In London, England, everybody watches The Great Escape. Yeah, from what I understand, it's not only uh, Christmas time, it's any bank holiday. They have uh, a number of holidays throughout the the year where this movie is always shown. I actually have a few friends in England who are fans who, who I, I asked to be on the show, and they basically said that they're so sick of it because it's on... Like four or five times a year, and they've seen it so many times that they just can't bear to sit and talk and, about it. And anymore. there was another. There actually is a film made, a Norwegian film, about the two guys that made it to Norway. It was being filmed. The last time I was at the camp, I was told about it. Um, I'm sure it was finished and released in Norway. I've had a hard time tracking it down, but they did make a film about the two guys that made it. The two Norwegian, you know the the Bronson and John Leeton, who is, I think, the only other surviving cast member, right? He's still alive? No, there are, from what I, from the, from the research I've done, there are three surviving cast members as of us recording this. Uh, you have David McCallum, John Leeton, and William Russell. Oh. Huh. Yeah. 
that that definitely understanding. Uh, there might be another one or two here that, yeah. that I might have missed, but I think there's... So it's very interesting. Here. I mean, I don't know what, you know, the town of Zagon, um, which is probably 10, 15 minutes from the camp, is beautiful. I mean, it's got a river through it. It's got tons of outdoor cafes, um, very friendly. I don't know what it was like during the war. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Germans, uh, you know, had occupied Poland. Um, but it was very interesting. Again, the first the first trip was tough because I couldn't see a lot. But the second trip, I spent literally the entire day um, walking around the camp. I stood on top of the cooler uh, where Harry actually went. If you look at wait, no, the real cooler. I'm sorry, I stood on the floor of it. the The tunnel Harry actually went right past the cooler. The cooler was at the fence. Now, right. On, no, right about it? 10 feet to the, it would no, be to the left of it. it. Um, now, there may have been mm. multiple coolers in this camp, but, you know, you don't know. I don't know. But I would definitely wow. suggest um, going if you're ever, you know, if you, if you ever have the opportunity, it is an amazing trip and an amazing uh, journey. Wow. Okay. Thank you for, for that helpful information. Thanks for asking that. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get back to this minute. <laughs> so we, we, we'll go back to our interrogation of Cavendish. As of yesterday, he was denying the fact that he's married and that they have the wrong man. Now, I've always loved this, this phrase because we don't even know the truth. We don't know if he is denying it because he's trying to throw them off or if he's denying it because he really isn't married. <laughs> it, could, it could go right. either way. And... Uh, Nigel Stock plays this scene really well because even yeah. even the the viewer is confused as to what's truth and what's fiction here. Yes, true. and then at that point we we get uh, the next question, which is asked that uh, he basically says, "Well, you're wearing civilian clothes, you must be a spy, and we shoot spies." And he goes, "What are you talking about? This is my uniform. I had to recut it when I lost weight." I dyed it with boot polish to cover some oil smears that I picked up when I was shot down. It's actually a pretty good, you know, tale for him to tell. You know, he really he, good response. He did get it. You know, he thought about it. You know, he's he's able to give this response on the spot. He doesn't need to think and say, "Oh, uh, uh, yes. uh, uh He goes, "No, I know that this is what this is my backstory," which which is pretty yeah. clever that they they do that at this point. We see that Preston gets a little pissed off by this this response because he sees that they're not getting anywhere. You know, we, we mentioned yesterday he's holding something that this maybe this little knife or maybe a letter opener or a key something, and then he he like slams the dossier shut in a very forceful way. He's basically disgusted with the fact that this is what we're doing, and then we get a shot of Cavendish looking a little uneasy <laughs> by that type of response. Right. It's like, okay, what does that mean to me? What are they going to do to me? Exactly. And at this point, Preeson then, he has he has this contraption on his desk, which has eight buttons on it, and he, like, pushes one of the buttons. It, it looks to me like, like something they would have in a, you know, in a B-movie. It would be like a torture. Yeah, like the floor is going to give out. <laughs> exactly. If I push this button, the floor goes out. If I, yeah. You know, maybe in a James Bond type of movie. Yeah. You know, depending on what button I push, something else is going to happen. I push this button and spikes come out of the walls. Yeah. You know, or else the powers. <laughs> exactly. So he rings the bell, and then the the response that that basically Preeson gives at this point, he, you know, they both look to the side because they see a German soldier show up. 
but the priest basically finishes the, the, the alibi by saying, ah, and you lost your insignia over the years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which basically, you know, it, it goes to show that everyone has the same story. <laughs> yeah, he's heard it a million times. They've, they've trained them well. And then the uh, German soldier shows up, gives his uh, quick Heil Hitler, and then Priestin says to him in German, and I'm going to spare everyone the German, he basically says, bring him to the others. Which is very interesting the way that he says that, because it, it gives us information that, you know, this is the first prisoner that we've seen captured, but he is not the first prisoner apparently captured, because yeah. there are others. And then he once again push, pushes another button on the contraption, again, waiting for the floor to fall out under under Cavendish, but it doesn't. <laughs> Instead, a different door opens up, <laughs> and another guard shows up and brings in the next prisoner, who is just an, an extra. He's one of the unrecognizable ones, not someone that, that we're familiar with already. At this point, basically, Cavendish tries to get, his, get out of it verbally, and he says, look, and, you know, he, he realizes that there's nothing he can do, He's got to get out. And basically, as as uh, Porky Pig would say, a bidee, 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 that's all folks, or that's all Cavendish. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing else you can do at this point. So he walks out of the room with the guards, and we get a, a, a nice look at this entire room. It, it looks like it's a room in a castle or something yes. like that. You know, that they, they've they've taken over a castle or dungeon to, to keep all these prisoners and I mean, I know in the in the real escape they they kept them in a I think a police, yep, in like a police headquarters or something like that. It, which not, which the following shot looks like, kinda. Right when when you see them walking down the yeah. the corridor, right. The next shot they show them walking down the corridor. What's really but, interesting is that you see, yeah. but it's not. When you're in that room, do you feel that it is the same building that the truck actually pulled up to? No, but they've, they, no, they've moved him somewhere else. I think they've moved him elsewhere. Yeah, that's I, what I would think. I that's what I would think. I, again, there's no way of us ever knowing that. Yeah. Uh, but my assumption is is that the, the truck driver didn't bring him right to the dungeon. Yes, I agree. I you agree. Know. Then we see uh, Cavendish in the corridor with one one Gestapo man and another, or, or no, sorry, he, two uh, German soldiers, and they bring him over to a door, and the door has something interesting written on it. It has a very large S on the door. Which uh, oh, did not realize. Which, that. Yes. Now, from what I remember reading, the reason there was an S on the door in the real escape was is this is where they put the ones that they were going to shoot. They they kept them separate from the ones who they were going to eventually you know return to the camp. Even though again in the real in the real thing they didn't kill them all together. They killed them in yeah. small groups and yeah. stuff like that. But, yeah, they uh, killed them on the side of a road. But but they still right. They still kept them. How separate. about that? Uh, so I, I like the detail. Yeah. That they have here, that they're able to to keep that S on the door, you know whether it means you know these are the ones to be shot or I don't know. Yeah, there's there's so many things that it could be, especially I mean if it's if it's written in in German, if it's if it's a German word, then I have no idea what the, they're trying to to right. say to say here. And while Kendish is standing in the hallway waiting to go in, he he fixes up his tie or rustles his tie or whatever you want to call it while he's doing it. Then they, they end up opening the door. Then we get to see a shot from inside of the of this dungeon. We get to see a whole bunch of different prisoners sitting there. The only one that we get that we can uh, that is recognizable is Haynes, yeah, who is you know in his German uniform, 
which I'm surprised he wasn't shot beforehand, being that if you impersonate a German soldier, that's the reason that you would automatically get right. shot. For some reason, for some reason, they they had they had compassion for him and decided not to shoot him for doing that. Not really sure why. <laughs> I mean, in in the original script, I mentioned this uh, the week when 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 they were starting the the escape itself. You d- the the other characters didn't know that Haynes dressed up as a German soldier, and they thought that they were found out. You know, they had like this little comedic really? moment where Haynes opens the door, and everyone almost has a heart attack because they. They think that the Germans have found them. Wow. And then Haynes starts like laughing. I'm glad they took that out. <laughs> it would have changed things uh, completely. So I was able to count at least 13 other POWs in this room, including Haynes. But because of the arches right. and things like that, it's it's hard to tell completely. But I was able to count 13. It's a shocking, yeah, it's a shocking moment that, that really, um, obviously it's the first time that you realize right away this didn't go very well. There's a lot of guys caught. Um, yeah. And they're caught already. Exactly. You know, it's not, this is not the last five minutes of the movie. Um, right. So it's. And they just got out not long ago also. They got out 10 They got out ago, 10 minutes ago. Minutes. Yeah. So, so a lot of these guys were caught right away, which is kind of how it really happened too. Um, yeah. But that was also because there was snow on the ground. Get well, how do you, how do you cover up tracks in no. snow? I know. Unless you're Cavendish, you figure out a way. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. They're they're walking with branches behind them, covering yeah. up the you know the the, the snow along yeah. the way. Basically, as Cavendish walks into the room, everyone else just looks at him, saying, "Ah, uh, unfortunately, another one yeah. just got caught. <laughs> another you know, another fish in the barrel. Yeah. Another you know." So then Cavendish joins everyone else, and that is how this minute ends. Yes. So did you did you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No, it's a very it's a very sad moment in the film, um, and and again. Cavendish getting caught. Well, first with Ashley Pitt dying and then Cavendish getting caught and, and being put in this cell with everyone else. Again, it's a foreboding of this lively group of folks that just escaped. This might not come to a good ending. Correct. It's true. Because, because but we'll have to, we'll have to wait another 28 minutes to find out what really yes. happens. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right, great. Do you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you, Joe? Sure. Uh, email's best, joe at virgilfilmsent.com, V-I-R-G-I-L-F-I-L-M-S-E-N-T.com, or you can just go to our website, virgilfilms.com, and you can read all about us. All right, excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to this show. You can contact us by Twitter, Great Escape MXM. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. So, Joe, you, you, you feel like you want to come back again tomorrow to finish off the week? I sure do. All right. Why not? Excellent. Yes. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of our listeners, or listening, hearing all of our listeners tomorrow, too. <laughs> right. Or coming to hear us, I guess you can say. Yes. All right. Well, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.